0: the pirates because of course they have cannons and everything it's a pirate's life for me be proud of who you are and what you are you're be part because when you're at east carolina you go for it every time or well, you don't coach at east carolina you don't come to east carolina you don't play at east carolina
1: with a weak heart write it
0: I've ever been in a building as loud as that was.
1: It was deafening in there. We will get them all. I can promise you that. In a triple all night long in Eastern North Carolina. You're watching the Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. It was an unbelievable atmosphere. I've coached a long time in a lot of great places, and I don't think I've ever been in a building as loud as that was. It, uh, it <laughs> there were some times where it was it was deafening in there.
0: This is East Carolina Hall of Famer and Utah Jazz first-round draft pick, Blue Edwards. You're listening to Pirate Basketball Overtime on the Sports Objective, your home for the best East Carolina hoops coverage. in to pirate basketball overtime on the sports objective the podcast for pirates and your home for the best ecu hoops coverage pirates were victorious on sunday night uh 70 to 64 in, in overtime over the temple owls it did not look good uh with a little over two and a half minutes to play but to the pirates credit they kept fighting uh they were able to use their uh, press to their advantage for some temple owl turnovers and um then go on for the six point win in overtime, but uh, Matt, uh, it was certainly, you know, not a thing of beauty. Much like it was or was not on Wednesday night out at Wichita State, but to ECU's credit, they found a way to get it done.
1: <laughs> Bubba, you know, if you would have told me that our two bigs, Asar and, and Brandon Johnson, were to go two for fourteen, and that we were to go four from twenty eight from three-point range, I would have told you um, there's absolutely no chance that we win that game. Um, It's really amazing when you look at the numbers that we were able to pull that out. Um, But that was a game that we had to win, in my opinion. You know, you and I spoke, um, you know, prior to that game, and we both felt like that was a very important game because, you know, a, a Temple team that's been struggling, you have a chance to play them at home uh, get yourself back to 500 in conference. So that was a that was a huge win for ECU last night.
0: It really was. Um, at two and four, you really felt as though, um, at least at least we did. You know, that going to Wichita State and then uh, Temple at home; those were games that if this team's going to finish at or above 500 in league play. Uh, that you're going to have to win those, get back to four and four, on uh, which we have, and now you have a couple of games against the top teams in the league. And on Saturday, you're going to be going to uh, Charlotte, which is tied with Florida Atlantic at seven and one atop the league, and just a half game back, um, tied in the loss column, uh, are these South Florida Bulls that will be coming to Minji's on Wednesday night.
1: Yeah. And if we're able to take care of business at home, Bubba, against South Florida, it's going to be a very exciting game against Charlotte. You know, you talk about a lot of excitement built into that game, a team obviously playing very well right now, but you know, two, two very tough games coming up, you know, South Florida, another team that, you know, if you sleep on them, you know, you're going to be in trouble. I mean, they, they've shown that they're capable of playing with the top teams in the league and, um, Obviously, another big opportunity, but even more than that, Bubba, it's, it's a chance to get yourself some real momentum in conference and get yourself over 500. In
0: it is. Play,
1: yeah. In conference play, that is. Exactly. You really hope,
0: you know, earlier this year you had the opportunity to win three straight conference games. Um, that is on the table once again. And so. Hopefully we can play better than we had the last two games and uh, keep playing excellent defense. But then uh, knock down some shots, and you know if you can do that, um, then you definitely have a shot against South Florida at home. Um, because despite the Bulls' six and one record, um, many of those games uh, you know have been very competitive. So there's no doubt the Pirates can do it, but um, we're gonna have to shoot better.
1: Kind of like the Knicks outshot the the, the Hornets tonight, Bubba.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> and was it was that a shot? Uh, because I, I told you to to take your Knicks to to beat the Hornets, um, and not only to beat the Hornets, but to to cover the nine and a half. Uh, it's where I was saying it, and and they did that. Um, let's see the final score. Uh, I had it here, yeah, 113 to 92 in favor of your New York Knickerbockers.
1: Yeah, I didn't like it because no Ananobi tonight, and I kind of felt like it was it was a little bit of a letdown game for the Knicks. They've been playing so well to have to head south into Charlotte, you know, against a team that's struggling right now. But, you know, not not to – you know, I, I digress a little bit, not to get too far off topic, but, you know, for anybody listening, if there's any – know kids listening to this show if you want to really learn how to play basketball watch Jalen Brunson I don't know if I've ever this this might sound like a reach Bubba all right I'm not saying he's one of the best players I've ever seen but he might have the widest array or or the widest skill set offensively of any basketball player I've ever seen I mean he can he can shoot it from three he's he can post he can post up anybody He's got the best floater, probably the best floater in the league. I mean, he can score from a million different angles. Definitely the most underrated basketball player on the planet, Jalen Brunson. So that's it. I'm going to get off my uh, my next point here. But, you know, if you have an opportunity to watch him play, it's it's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, definitely familiar with the name. I'm not as familiar with his game as you are, obviously. So I will definitely have to hone in on Jalen Brunson and see everything that he brings to the table. Um, and as you mentioned, excellent game tonight. 32 points, seven assists, four rebounds for the Knicks star uh, as they improve to 29 and 17. Uh, meanwhile, the Hornets, I believe, dropped to 10 and 34. So. Sorry, not, buddy. Not, not, yeah, no surprise there. I've seen the the Hornets, I guess, three times this year in person and it was fairly ugly every time. I take that back. They did win one game. Um, so, but the other three uh, were, were not competitive against the likes of the uh, the Kings, Pelicans, and I'm trying to remember the other game I saw. But uh, that, that's enough uh, Hornets, Hornets talk tonight. Now let's get back to the Pirates. But before we do so, um, let's take a moment to – Show our appreciation to Ed Watkins Marine and their support of the show. Appreciate Big Ed. Uh, Ed Watkins Marine has two locations to serve you in the greater Shard area uh, in Denver and Cornelius, North Carolina. Uh, They can be found in Denver, um, just off North Carolina Highway 16 business. And then they're located on West Catawba Avenue at Suite B in Cornelius. Um. You know, they can provide and meet all of your boating needs. You know, whether it's you know, repowering your existing boat, or if you're in the market for a new boat, um, they have fishing boats, center consoles, family friendly bow riders, trailers, pontoon boats, engines, uh, you know, UTVs you name it. Uh, they can meet all of those boating needs. Appreciate Big Ed and their support of the program.
1: Absolutely. Appreciate Big Ed. Really happy to have him as a sponsor this year.
0: Moving back to the East Carolina Temple game, again, the Pirates victorious over the Owls, 70-64 to in overtime on Sunday night. Uh, Kind of an unusual 5 o'clock tip-off, as always, dictated by TV, as the game was on ESPN2. Uh, So, nice to pick up a win on linear television against, uh, what is a very proud program, although down this year, um, that goes without saying, but, um, and with that, um, the Pirates swept Temple on the year.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's not something we've been able to say very often, Bubba. I mean, like you said, a very proud program, you know, I think, I think when you look at the history of college basketball, I, I, am I'm, I'm pretty sure I have this right that Temple is like in the top six or seven in terms of wins. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeff
0: Jeff Charles would always note that. And uh as well as Sy si Seymour on the broadcast. And yeah, I believe they're yeah, at least six. Um as far as all-time winning is programs.
1: Yeah. So, you know, to your point, obviously a little down this year. And um, listen, you know, hey, we had an opportunity to to uh to, to, to sweep the season series at home. And and like you said earlier, it wasn't pretty for for, for, for I mean, long stretches, just completely inept offense from the Pirates. But somehow they were able to get it done. And, and that's really, you know, you got to give it – I'll say this. I, I have to give ECU credit because and, – and you can tell the story here in a minute, Bubba, but – um they were dead in the water with about two minutes and 30 seconds left in that game, maybe three minutes. And uh, they kept battling and uh, they're able to kind of claw back into it and then, and then get it into overtime. So you have to give some, uh, you know, this is a very gritty team. They don't quit.
0: They do not. And uh, you know, something we were discussing off the air is the pirates and got off to an excellent start in both halves. Um East Carolina led 15 to six about probably seven maybe eight minutes into the game, and you saw that lead, you know, evaporate uh, not extremely quickly because nobody was scoring a, a ton last night. Um, but the Pirates clung to just a one point lead at halftime, 27 26. Uh, then, after seeing that nine point lead ev- evaporate. There late in the the first half, ECU built that margin back up to seven at 33-26, about four or five minutes into the second half. And then in a matter of about two minutes, Temple went on an 8-0 run uh, to take a 34-33 lead from that point. um, There were ties and lead changes, kind of a seesaw affair. But then just over two and a half minutes to play, ECU was – staring an L in the face uh, with that 57.49 deficit, but then the, the Pirates amped up the, the defensive intensity, brought the, the full-court pressure, and then that was the difference uh, along with ECU. It, in a way, it didn't seem like it because you did miss a few key free throws in the final three or four minutes as you were mounting that uh, rally, but for the game and we'll run over all the team numbers here in just a minute or two, but ECU finished 26 out of 32 from the line over 81%.
1: And that saved us Bubba. I mean, really, when you, when you really break it down and how ironic is that? Because that's the area where we we've really struggled at obviously throughout the course of the year. And um, you know, to shoot as poorly as we did from behind the arc, do I have that right? Were we four of 28? Um,
0: unfortunately you are correct uh, I, RJ Felton was 3 out of 12 and everybody else was 1 for 16
1: I mean that is that is so that is one of the worst numbers I, I've heard all year in, in terms of a basketball stat That's the fact that we won that game like I said it's amazing but but we were really bailed out by the free throw shooting and uh, you, you needed it and you got it so hopefully that's a sign of you know, in terms of the free throw shooting, hopefully that's something we can start to replicate because, um, you know, that's cost us, you know, several games this year.
0: It has. And, again, certainly didn't make, you know, all the necessary plays in crunch time. But um, we did did enough uh, to find a way to get it done. And I, I would say, at least on the offensive end, in, in, it's because you had to, <laughs> you you had to, to make more plays because of that eight point deficit, and you know we found a way to um, to get to the free throw line to, um, and once we forced those turnovers to convert, and then in overtime we outscored the ALS ten to four.
1: Yeah, I mean just just you know what you like is the team found a way to win, um, and, and so that's you know obviously a very good sign you know I think for me though bubba there's some really big questions here in terms of how we can generate a more efficient offense i mean a lot of times it just looks like you know we're we're really struggling to find a good look we get late into the you know into the shot clock and we're kind of forced to to, to put up a you know oftentimes a bad shot and you know we're gonna have to figure that out because this team you know we do have talent on this team offensively and we have weapons and you know, I think I think the biggest thing right now is when when Brandon Johnson, you know, he's he's our best perimeter shooter. When he's sort of bottled up on the perimeter and he's not able to get clean looks, what, what do we do with him? I mean, we we can't, you know, you can leave him on the perimeter just to get your floor spacing, but I would put him down into the post more. Um, we're gonna have to figure that out because we've seen you know, at least two or three games recently where he's just unable to get any clean looks. Yeah,
0: um, BJ definitely had struggles as did everyone last night because even RJ, RJ definitely made a lot of plays, but to get those 24 points that he finished with and RJ had a double-double, we'll go ahead and run over those individual numbers in just a moment, but RJ, 43 minutes, Uh, So 43 of the 45 minutes uh, R.J. played, 24 points, 11 rebounds, just seven out of 24 from the floor, three out of 12 from beyond the arc. However, seven out of seven from the charity stripe and two crucial ones there to force overtime there um, in the, the waning seconds of regulation. As the pirates were trailing, I guess it was sixty to fifty-eight, and uh, th- then you had Hasir Miller. Now, to be honest, I-, I thought we had lost, and but a good recovery by BJ as he was able to, uh, I, th- I think at least partially block that shot. It, 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 if Go nothing on. else, if nothing, if nothing else, uh, distract Miller.
1: Well, I'll be honest. I never thought for a second that we were going to lose that game. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're a liar. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, you're not even talking about that play. <laughs> you, you you want to enlighten our viewers and listeners?
1: Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll share the story. I I'll tell you. So, I was disgusted by you know right around the eight minute mark. Very unhappy with what I was seeing for the. I was actually out to dinner with my family and i had the game on my phone all right but i was trying to have a good time with the family and i was getting very aggravated watching the game because we were just playing terrible at that point so i got so frustrated man it was about to ruin my time you know out to eat with the family so i just shut it off i shut it off i was under the impression that we lost the game um I, I I just assume, because I think at that point we were down nine with, like, maybe three and change. Um, I just assume we lost the game. I found out about a half hour later that we did, in fact, win. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, you know, you could, I guess you could say I, uh, I threw in the towel last night, but for a good reason, you know, for a good reason. Well,
0: Matt grew even more aggravated because some of the text messages – you know he he was taking it as though we were happy about a moral victory a, as opposed to a comeback win because <laughs> I, cause I said hey matt you ready to do overtime and he said nah and he said i don't think so uh, and or you know something perhaps a little more harsh <laughs> <laughs> and i i said what i said i said i said the guys fought their tails off battle back from down 8 and and you said, you said nah that thinking that we came up a little bit shy,
1: yeah, and then uh, Dave Richmond, thank God for Dave, he stepped in and said he said matt you you're wrong, we won the game, and uh i thought it I thought it was a joke you said you're kidding but yeah I, I i was I was shocked, but uh yeah, so uh yeah, hey, lesson learned there, but um, glad we were able to get the win.
0: Taking a look at the individual numbers, uh, in addition to RJ Felton's double-double with the 24 points and 11 rebounds in 43 minutes, uh, you had two other Pirates that squeaked in the double figures as you had Bobby Pettiford off the bench, had a nice game off off the bench uh, at Wichita State when he had eight points and five rebounds. And last night, Bobby, in 32 minutes off the bench, had 12 points and five rebounds, shooting uh He was one of the few Pirates to shoot the ball well last night. Um, Just one three-point attempt, um, but Bobby was five out of ten on the night. And you also had his teammate in the backcourt, or backcourt mate, I should say, and Jaden Walker in 29 minutes. Uh, Jaden got the start once again, and Jaden had ten points and five rebounds, three out of seven, and four out of five from the charity stripe. Um, also, for the Pirates, uh, you had Ezra Sar eight points and four rebounds. Six of those eight points came from the came from the charity stripe. Just one field goal for Ezra in 34 minutes, uh, which was d- certainly surprising, perhaps uh, low water mark of the year. Then you had Brandon Johnson, six points and seven rebounds. Also, just one field goal, uh, 0 for 6 from beyond the arc. Uh, coming off the bench, uh, you had Cam Hayes in 12 minutes. And most of those 12 minutes, outside of about one or two, were in the first half. So uh, that made me almost wonder if, if something uh, was going on there since since Cam Hayes was not seeing any playing time in the second half. And then Caleb Account and Valentino Pinedo had two apiece. And uh, Val to his credit also in those 9 minutes pulled down four rebounds after having three on Wednesday at Wichita.
1: He sure did. I liked the way he played last night. I thought he really hit the boards hard and you know when you're when you're in his situation and you're really battling for minutes on the floor, that's really what you have to do. You have to bring energy to the game and uh, I thought he did a nice job of that last night and um you know, I'll tell you, there were some interesting lineups, you know, at different points of that game. Um, some unusual lineups that I haven't seen this year. Um, and then hopefully I don't butcher it, Bubba, but is it Vungo? Vungo? I'm not sure exactly how you say it, but uh,
0: I, I've been saying Vungo, but um, on ESPN2 last night, they were saying uh, Vungo.
1: Vungo, so. okay. Well, it's good to see him um, get on the floor, you know. Um, He got he did get one shot up, but, uh, you know, by all accounts, he's a very good perimeter shooter and we could we could use any help we can possibly get there.
0: And Mike Schwartz in the postgame when asked about him, uh, very complimentary saying, you know, only a couple practices under his belt and. Between that and just his demeanor off the court and the way he's going about his academics in the first week or two, you know, he's. Very pleased um, with his addition to the program. Um, Running over the team numbers for last night. Unlike at Wichita where the Pirates had, I think it was 23 or 24 more shot attempts and the Shockers very even a night ago. um, The Pirates, 20 out of 63, 31.7%. Temple, 22 of 61, 36.1%. East Carolina, as Matt mentioned, 4 out of 28 from beyond the arc, just 14.3%. Temple, 25% at 7 out of 28. The Pirates, uh, 26 out of 32 from the charity stripe. So, 7 more makes than Temple had attempts. And uh, that went a long way in deciding this one as the Owls were 13 out of 19 uh, from the free throw line. East Carolina outrebounded Temple 43 to 40, 16 to 12 on the offensive glass. Um, neither team had a lot of assists, um, not surprisingly, with such a, such a poor shooting performance by both teams. Temple had eight assists, ECU six. The Pirates flipped the tables on in the steal column as, as they had eight, eight steals, excuse me, compared to six for the Owls. ECU three block shots, Temple two. The Pirates, once again, take excellent care of the basketball. Just eight turnovers compared to 14 uh, for the Temple Owls. Uh, Fast break points, ECU 18, Temple 11, and points in the paint. The Pirates had a six-point advantage with 30 compared to the Owls 24. So Matt uh, as we look at that in addition to the free throw shooting you know anything really stand out to you there
1: You know again I mean not to sound like a broken record but I mean we're, we're going to have to find a way to to shoot the ball at a much uh, a much more efficient level and um, especially if we're going to have a chance to win at the top of this league you know I think I think South Florida is going to present some real challenges for us but we're going to have if we can shoot the ball at a high percentage and then continue to shoot well from the free throw line, I think we can be in just about every game because defensively, you know, I think we're, we're right there. You know, I think this team is very scrappy. They play hard uh, every night on the defensive end. It's just a matter of, you know, you, you know, it's a make or miss game. You have to knock down shots. So, um, you know, we'll see, hopefully it's a better night on Wednesday shooting the ball.
0: Appreciate folks tuning in and chiming in on Facebook, YouTube, and X tonight. Um, we have Irving Bennett chiming in on YouTube saying, uh, "As well as we play defensively, uh, you know, if there's one thing we can improve on and take us to an elite level of defense, it's stepping in the paint and drawing charges on these dribble drives." You saw it. Uh, we referenced the final play of regulation where it looked as though the the Pirates were going to lose on a last-second shot, um, but to Brandon Johnson's credit, you know, he he was able to. Um, recover enough to, to make that challenging for Haseer Miller, the talented Temple guard. And then also, um, Matt, I know we haven't referenced it on the show, but we were discussing backstage before going live the play, you know, of the the very talented Temple guard, and that is Jordan Riley. In 41 minutes, Riley had 20 points and eight rebounds and absolutely posterized the Pirates twice. Uh, Once in the first half, about five minutes into the game, um, he caught the ball just inside the the free throw line, took a dribble and threw it down, and then uh, probably five or six minutes into the second half, had the ball on the left wing like Irving's pointing out, and nobody stepped up, and he took it all the way to the basket for a thunderous dunk.
1: Absolutely. You know, he threw down some monster dunks yesterday. Really impressive athlete. But yeah, to Irving's point, I mean, you know, those are winning plays when you can step in the paint and take a charge and and prevent, you know, either an easy layup or or a dunk in this case. Definitely would like to see more of that. So I think that's a really good point. Um, You know, one other thing, Bubba, that we didn't really have a chance to really talk about much was the full court pressure, you know, we went to late in that game. Um, really impressive full court pressure. You don't really see too often in college basketball where teams struggle to uh, to beat that kind of pressure. I call that an all or nothing press, where basically, you know, you had a SAR over the ball on the inbound, and you're you're trapping the inbound pass in the corner, um, and really you're you're looking for a steal. If you don't get that steal, you're pretty much dead in the water. Um, but, hey, to, to again, the team, they played really hard, great energy, and they were able to create three or four turnovers with that full-court pressure to get them back in the game. So I was pretty impressed by that.
0: Yeah, I was as well. And hopefully, I mean, that's something that perhaps we haven't been using a little bit more you know, because of. Depth concerns or something of that nature. And I know, going back to the uh, to the Jeff Lebo era, at, at times um, we would use it and it would be effective, but we we never imported it as much as you would think we would based on the success we had with it um, when, when we used it. But uh, yeah,
1: Temple really struggled with it. Bubba. I mean, they they really looked confused by it. Which really surprised me a little bit, but um, nice adjustment there. I mean, it was uh, it it was it it helped turn the game back in our direction. So uh, be interesting to see if we go to some more you know pressure in the backcourt like that.
0: Speaking of turning the game in our direction, I referenced the the play by BJ there after Miller had driven by him, Uh, but there was a tremendous block shot by R.J. Felton. There in the final few minutes of the game, um, wanted to get your thoughts on that one, and then also uh, the play that started the started the Pirates' run, or at least one of the plays that started the run. Uh, Temple would miss the three out of the corner, long rebound, the ball kind of carried him toward half court. Uh, R.J. Felton, I believe it was, picked it up, but R.J. took it to the hoop and converted a three point play um taking the deficit from 8 to 5 and you know just shrunk from there.
1: RJ is a gamer and uh the block was outstanding. I mean, outstanding block. That guy shows up every night, he plays extremely hard. Um you know, has made several, you know, clutch baskets recently, even within the last week. I mean, several clutch baskets. So happy for him. He's re- he's a really tough player. Um, he's, he is a, I I think of him as a glue guy. He, he, he's like a Swiss army knife. He can kind of do it all for you. He can play great defense. He can knock down perimeter shots. He can attack the rim and he can also hit shots from the mid range too. So when he has it going, he, he's a real weapon. Um, so, uh, you know, happy for him. He had he had a great night.
0: Taking a look at the AAC standings. Um, as we referenced earlier um, when we were discussing the Pirates upcoming games, um, and saying that we would be discussing that in a little more depth uh, as the show went on. Um the Charlotte 49ers, the Pirates travel to Halton Arena on Saturday afternoon, two o'clock tip-off. Charlotte seven and one, along with 20th ranked Florida Atlantic. Um the 49ers 13 and 7 overall, compared to 17 and 4 for Fau, South Florida. The next opponent for East Carolina comes to Menchie's on Wednesday night. Uh, you have the Bulls 13 and 5 overall, 6 and 1 in the league, just a half game back of the 49ers and Fau Owls. Uh, you have UAB in North Texas tied at 5 and 2. Um, at I guess what now be fifth place. Excuse me, fourth place. Um, so again, UAB and North Texas tied for fourth at five and two. Uh, UAB coming off a win over Memphis. Um, a lot of people probably would not have guessed that, that after seven league games, you'd have the Memphis Tigers at four and three. Um, but that's where they are two and a half games back, along with the ACC bound SMU Mustangs. Memphis 15 and five overall, 13 and seven is SMU. Then you have East Carolina, eighth place, uh, right there in the middle of the league, uh, 11 and 10, 4 and 4. Tulane, 12 and 8, 3 and 5. Tulsa, let's see, uh, 11 11 and 8, and 2 and 5. And a correction for Tulane, I think I said they were 11 and 8. They're 12 and 8. Then you have UTSA, the Roadrunners are 8 and 13, 2 and 6. Wichita State picked up its first league win, taking down SMU uh, at Coke Arena. The Shockers are now 9 and 11 overall, 1 and 6. Also at 1 and 6 are the Rice Owls. And then Temple sits in the cellar at 1 and 7 following last night's defeat at Williams Arena, Minji's Coliseum.
1: And, Bubba, you know, what an opportunity! I mean, what a, if you're Mike Schwartz, I mean, you're looking at this game on Wednesday night. What an opportunity for ECU to have a team sitting at 6-1 and one in conference coming into your building. You have momentum. It's a great opportunity to, to take a win. And, um, you know, I, I, th- I think I'm really excited to see what kind of energy we come out with. And, you know, I, I imagine that's going to be you're going to get some of our best effort of the year for that game. So looking forward to that. And then, you know, really quick, just on Memphis, you know, for me, you know, Penny has, he's proven that he can recruit at an extremely high level. Um, He gets top quality players, but for me, there's some questions on coaching, you know, with that staff. Um, I I don't necessarily think they maximize their talent. Um, So just something to keep an eye on. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, obviously all the talent in the world, but you have to be able to coach it up.
0: No doubt, and um, I referenced the uh, Wichita State 77-72 win over SMU. Uh, that was a thriller on Sunday. And, a shocker. Yep, it was a shocker. Well played, and and then you had UAB ninety-seven to eighty-eight over the nineteenth-ranked Memphis Tigers. That one at um, Barto Arena there in Birmingham. And then you had—I uh, I talk about FAU seven and one—they won a thriller uh, against North Texas, um, defeating the Mean Greens sixty-six sixty-three down in Boca.
1: Tough game there. I mean, that was a, that was a fun game to watch. And North Texas, another one of these teams that you know—they're—they're going to come to play every night. So uh, I don't know, man. I'm enjoying this conference right now. I, you know, I was pretty down on the changes after last year, you know, losing Houston and Cincinnati, but I got to say I've, uh, I'm enjoying this conference more than I thought. What, what about you? I mean, are you, do you think it's, it's sustainable? I think that's the biggest question. Is this, is this a sustainable quality conference year in and year out, Bubba?
0: That's a great question. Uh, we, I wish I had an answer to that. Uh, if i had to guess i would i would say yes i do like the the parity um very competitive from top to bottom you know you you can really in years past you would not have had a situation where you can have somebody at the the bottom of the league you know be right there pushing a team at at the top of the standings um kind of Transition into a, another score, I know tonight a big game taking place out in Austin as you have first year member of the Big 12 taking on final uh, year, uh, or excuse me, a member of the Senate's final year, the Texas Longhorns, the fourth ranked Cougs are up 36 to 28 with just over 19 minutes remaining at the Moody Center in Austin. Uh, let's let's hope that score holds up and that th- the Cougs can add to that lead. But um, wanted to recognize a few more comments here before we start to wrap the show up. Uh, Craig Duset chiming in. Hadn't heard from Craig in a while, and he says just that. Uh, he said, "I'm missing love you guys. Been busy. We'll check in more soon. Appreciate that, Craig. Uh, we know you, you're definitely going to tune in and chime in uh, when, whenever you're able to do so." Thank you, Craig.
1: Don't forget us brother.
0: And then Irving Bennett uh, once again uh, saying offensively, I remain baffled on the inconsistent shooting from the field. Yes, yeah. but at the same time, I think uh, you know coach Schwartz realizes that it's probably a very average shooting team at best uh, and he's noted in in recent, Press conferences, or perhaps it was inside Pirate Athletics each and every Monday night that's held at Tiebreakers in Greenville. Um, believe on that broadcast uh, with Patrick Johnson and Stephen Igo of ninety four three the game that he referenced uh, that that was one of the one of the top priorities, if not the top priority, in the transfer portal uh, and recruiting trail to to sign a shooter or two.
1: No, no doubt about it I mean it would just change everything for this team if you had a consistent knockdown shooter on the perimeter so um, yeah hopefully that's something we can find and um, you know in the meantime we, we just we're gonna have to find a way with this you know with this group of guys to just shoot it more consistently um, you know I think you know one one final point I wanted to make um, is that you know cam Hayes I I, I kind of as we're moving forward here into the season, I kind of like the idea of him being a sixth man and the type of guy that can come off the bench with a lot of energy and bring you you know, an instant offense type role. I, I, I think that's a good role for him right now considering the way the season has gone for him and just to kind of get him into a rhythm because it's really been up and down for him. Um, but get him into a rhythm, get him some shots, get him scoring a little bit. And uh I think that would help this team a lot too.
0: And hopefully sooner rather than later, the return of Quentin De Quentin de as we've discussed, uh, multiple times there in that game against Florida Atlantic when he when he hurt his ankle. I mean, he was playing so well. Uh, you just you hate it. I mean, he he's so explosive. Um he can Knock down threes and multiple games where he's hit four and five threes, and then also has the ability to put it on the floor and and uh, take it to the take it to the hole strong and and throw down a dunk at times.
1: Yeah, and he gives you an athletic perimeter defender as well. You know, guy six seven who can you know very athletic can defend on the wing. So uh, yeah looking forward to getting him back big loss as you mentioned and uh you know we, we need all the help we can get so uh hopefully he's back soon
0: and as always we appreciate norm fear norm chiming in saying best pirate show on the internet appreciate that norm
1: appreciate that norm
0: but um matt if you don't have anything else we'll go ahead and uh and wrap this up uh what what I will close with before we plug our social media and get out of here is Charlotte Area Pirates, Upstate of South Carolina Pirates, um, in any pirates, Raleigh West. Get the Halton Arena on Saturday. Uh, you know, we do an excellent job of that uh, with baseball last year when we played in downtown Charlotte uh against the forty niners and the Pirates were going into that game and ranked in the top 10 and really painted that ballpark on Truist Field or Truist Park, and they are in downtown Charlotte, purple. I know, had probably at least a couple thousand, if not 2,500 Pirates or something there that night, um, and I think the attendance was announced about 4,500, but uh, there will be... A tailgate party for those that can, can get out to Halton Arena. And we'll put the details of that on our social media. Don't have that in front of me right now. But definitely plan on getting out to Halton Arena again. 2 o'clock tip-off on Saturday afternoon against the Charlotte 49ers, who are currently 7-1. and one. And b- between now and then, uh, let me see who they have. Um... Believe they play Wednesday, as do the Pirates. No, they actually they they are open this week, so Charlotte has plenty of time to prep for ECU.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, hopefully we do get a good turnout there, Bubba, and uh, you know take care of business first on Wednesday night, and then we can you know look towards Charlotte
0: yep and uh, i I do think we'll have a good contingent there and we'll certainly have some sights and sounds from around halton arena on the sports objective youtube channel speaking of our sports objective youtube channel uh, we a few weeks back surpassed 1100 subscribers so be sure to go there subscribe and we when you click subscribe click that notification bell and all so that way, anytime we go live or upload new content, such as sights and sounds around Williams Arena Minji's Cause Sam, or in this case, Halton Arena, you'll be notified on your device. Um, you can also follow us on all of our social media, um, on X, at the Sports OBJ, on Instagram and TikTok of the Sports Objective, and then like and follow us on Facebook. Um, but for Matt Semenza, I'm Bob Rosenbaum. You've been watching and listening to Pirate Basketball Overtime. Again, East Carolina victorious. 70-64 to 64 over the Temple Owls as ECU defeats Temple in overtime on Sunday evening. We'll talk to you soon. And as always, go Pirates.